bright spots. Well, my my husband has been doing amazing. He, well, you know this, but he had a stroke in April. Incredibly scary. Um, he had a tumor, a benign tumor in his heart uh, that, yeah, broke off, traveled up his brain um, and had multiple small strokes. He was in the hospital for a month because of COVID. We couldn't, I couldn't visit him. My daughter and I, we couldn't see him. Mm. Um, and we thought that we were going to lose him. I thought that I was going to lose him. Being on a podcast, the pitfall is too much of But writing to me is a—it's a compulsion. I was, I was one of those hard workers. That... But I see the fitness industry and the sport performance industry has probably done a better job in looking at nutrition as, as it impacts it. Than... Three, two, one, go. Hello. Hey, we are live and it's uh, episode 120. No, I don't know. Oh. 4,672. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Uh, good. It's, it's nice to be back. Yeah, you're very tanned. Uh, people tell me that. I didn't notice myself. Um, and I got very good. Uh, uh, compliments on my new hair so thank you everyone and uh, everyone thought that this had to do with my vacation but i actually <laughs> cut my haircut when i got back <laughs> so um i um, i usually try to get my haircut before vacation okay that's usually my intention because you go for vacation that's usually where you do most of your photographs for the year right and um maybe some like rememberable photograph <laughs> photographs that your kids will look back at or whatever yeah and um i never i never managed to do my haircut before vacation yeah uh, on time so uh, so all of your memorable photographs you're gonna look like a schlub yeah <laughs> very much yeah, that's how my kids will remember me no <laughs> um yeah how about you, you you've been you've been a staycation -ish. yeah i, I kind of had like a staycation which was really nice actually because it gave me some time to um meander around and and i put my daughter in day camp which was the best decision because she had a blast mm -hmm. she's four mm -hmm. and uh you know they they went to the museums they went to I think they went to like, they went to the zoo, they'd take them to the library. But this day camp was more structured. The place, the facilities were more clean than the Kita. I, I asked them um, at the end, I was like, can she just like remain here? And they're like, oh, you know, her, her, the instructor is a, is a teacher at, um, 
had a kita so they get a proper kita so but she had a blast and i had a blast just having time for myself i mean i was still here pretty much daily training but it was actually nice to drop into classes and be a participant in a class um and yeah just kind of work on myself yeah which is a very nice thing to do some quiet time which we all we all need that mm. i need that Every, everybody needs that doesn't matter if you're a mom or a dad or you know maybe not a single person because <laughs> they have all the time in the world but um but yeah just to have that quiet time time at home i mean i'm not one of those i can't sit on the couch and you know i i don't binge watch things because mm. i don't believe in binge watching i like things to be like a special surprise so mm. like the next night so um yeah like we've been watching this uh docu-series called 1971 the music the year the music changed everything mm -hmm. and it'd be a really interesting episode and my husband was like oh let's watch another one and i said nope nope save it <laughs> for the next night we can think about it i've been listening to like carol king i've been listening to more elton john all this fantastic music that came out of that era mm -hmm. um so i have the day to listen to that music and then we watch another episode <laughs> so i package it that way okay yeah, yeah. so you're you're uh you are postponing the the pleasure hunt exactly yeah, yeah. Right. it's like you can't you can't give it all away at this at, at in one moment mm -hmm. you have to spread it out Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so any other more uh, like bright spots from you? Bright spots. Well, my my husband has been doing amazing. He well, you know this, but he had a stroke in April. Incredibly scary. Um, he had a tumor, a benign tumor in his heart uh, that yeah, broke off, traveled up his brain um, and had multiple small strokes. He was in the hospital for a month because of COVID. We couldn't, I couldn't visit him. My daughter and I, we couldn't see him. Um, and we thought that we were going to lose him. I thought that I was going to lose him. Yeah. And uh, he has made a 150% recovery. <laughs> He's doing better than before. His yeah. mindset has changed so drastically um he's getting back into fitness again mm -hmm. he's going to be coming to see you to talk um about a plan um you know to get you know get to um to a much better level of fitness um but it re really was you know i have to say that like even though he wasn't kind of like a diehard you know gym goer like maybe i am he had a certain level of fitness that did save his life. Yeah. And that's saying a lot. Mm. Um, and, but yeah, he's doing, he did, he did um, five weeks of outpatient recovery, cardiac recovery. Um, and he's gone to see some like neuropsychologists, but he's, you know, his, his medication just got drastically reduced this past week. So he's just getting better and better. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking, uh, like he he has been. I don't know, uh, like how long the tumor was there and so on, but he's been working on a deficit, you know, for mm -hmm. years probably. Yeah. Um, without knowing it, but just yeah. you know, all this kind of, I guess, 
things he felt that, that became normal, like feeling maybe groggy at some times then now, mm-hmm. and, you know, feeling exhausted and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I remember before this happened that you were like, uh, you told me that oh, you get, like, you get so exhausted and it, like, why is, why is, does he, you know, get to that point? Because yeah. it, was, it seems kind of a bit strange. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now we have kind of a, an idea of why that happened. And of course it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that has been like such a scary ride and um, maybe something Fran uh, would like to talk talk about too, like, uh, because I, I think it's something that could, you know, help a lot of other people to understand maybe where they are at. Yeah. Uh, also to get perspective because yeah. I definitely got perspective from that. Um, I haven't been talking to much people at all about this, but, uh, but it, yeah, I mean, I definitely got very affected of it. Um, um, but just also seeing, uh, seeing you guys uh, struggling with it, uh, but being very strong about it, like uh, really like, focus and mindset on the right place yeah. all the time, which was like super encouraging uh, to see that, okay, uh, that's how you can be. Uh, so uh, I think that was like very inspiring to see. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I didn't say that back then, but it, that was like my case. I was just like, well, this is, you're, you're rocking this. It, like you're having the focus on the right spot. And I know it's not easy, but, I guess like a lot of the that stuff that uh, when you both went through then, now you have to start to digest that slowly, probably. Yeah, and we absolutely are still digesting it from obviously very different perspectives. My, I guess you could say like PTSD from it um, is things like... Um, you know, not being able to reach him on the phone, mm. right? Or uh, yesterday, I got a actually yesterday I got a, a pocket dial from his from his uh, one of his colleagues. <laughs> the first thing that pops into my brain is what the what what's happening? Yeah. You know, um, it was a pocket dial. Mm. Uh, Frank talked to me right after that. I texted him, um, but. it even, you know, even took me a while to, it didn't take me that long, but it took me a few times to come back here. Mm -hmm. There was one day where I went to go drop off my daughter and I was, I came to the gym knowing that I wanted to work out, Mm -hmm. but I was alone in here. And it was the first time I had been back since. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nope, not today. Can't (laughs) be here. Uh And, uh, but you know, little by little, it's, it, a lot of it has to do with just, you know, trusting him. Yeah. And trusting myself and trusting, you know, his health. Uh, yeah. I think it's easy to. So what, what happens is <clears throat> you get more neurotic, right? Yeah. And I think that can be contagious. Yes. So you get neurotic to anything like that. You just simply start to need to have control over mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, and it can be very tempting because you, you start to build up these like big walls around yourself to every everything becomes like a comfort zone right to protect yourself to protect yourself yeah Yeah. and uh um if 
uh, yeah, and it, it can easily like escalate. So it's very good to have that awareness. And it's like, okay, I need to practice now taking, actually starting to take risks again, because that's the thing that you do. You do. It's like so much of this, uh, yeah, the, the risks uh, are, are uh, uh, part of life. Yeah. You need to take risks to do, you know, develop and uh, to meet new people. You need to take a risk of like, that might be just this, like real douchebag. Yeah. Be, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we constantly uh, have to take risks. And mm -hmm. of course, those like not stupid risk, but, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. That's a part of, of life. And if you don't take them, then you're, simply not having any life anymore. Absolutely. And that's actually, you know, I don't want to go from like what happened to my husband into a segue about CrossFit, <laughs> but um, in many ways, you know, what we do here, it's not necessarily taking a risk, you know, we're not jumping off of buildings, but you know, something that, that comes to mind for me instantly is, you know, people's fear of being inverted or upside down or mm -hmm. kicking up into a handstand mm -hmm. for their first time. Right. I remember you taught me how, and, uh, it's it's taking that plunge. It's trusting yourself. Mm. And I think we see that a lot in here mm. is people kind of we see we see the progression of people their first time in here just picking up a barbell and suddenly starting to put weight on it or going upside down. Um, yeah. it's it's kind of like it's momentous for people. Yeah, and, and um, again, it's about taking uh, controlled risks in, in that sense that if you're just, uh, and this is one, one of the things in CrossFit, of course, it's like <clears throat> that if you're only doing everything super safely, super slow, you're, you're never going to progress. Right. Uh, and if you don't progress, you're basically dying. Like, so yeah. that... Um, so yeah, that's why we get to those like kind of thresholds where it's like a workout where you have to express that you still can control the movement. But of mm -hmm. course, we're going to see these uh, like Kelly Storrett's like speed wobbles mm -hmm. um, when it comes to like when you're at your ultimate performance. Mm -hmm. But that's also where we expand and learn. So, mm -hmm. but I love the methodology of like working on your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. um, Whereas, you know, like in, in sports, like, you know, in like baseball, it's like mm -hmm. you have the athletes that work on only their strength, mm -hmm. right? Being a faster pitcher, you know, being a better hitter, being a better short. I don't know why I'm using baseball analogy. I don't even watch baseball. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, but they're positions that I know. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, when CrossFit, like we, we, we look forward to working on our weaknesses, mm. which I think is such a, it's such a, a, a shift in the mindset. Mm. I, I'm, I'm thinking this also within a, in a mindset of psychology. So yes. if you have, uh, you know, like in psychology, you can't only work on the things you like your strengths, right? You won't progress. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a phobia of something and, if you never address that phobia, well, you're not going to get rid of that phobia. Mm -hmm. And so that would be totally pointless to go to some kind of therapy or so on. If mm -hmm. you 
uh, you're scared of spiders. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and you're going to a psychologist and the psychologist and you say like i have a phobia to spiders and the psychologist is like okay let's never talk about spiders yeah let's so, just avoid them at every cost <laughs> yeah yeah no like a psychologist uh, in that, or a therapist in that sense he would start to show you pictures of uh, spiders you know? uh-huh. and, and slowly you're gonna you know start to name those spiders that's why i asked you what uh, what what was the name of the spider you saw? And, <laughs> and I completely dismissed you. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, suddenly, like, if you start to personalize it and so on, it's like, okay, that's Ralph. Then then it becomes like a, a not this foreign object and not this you know super distance ob- object, but it's like, okay, so this is Ralph. Well, how many legs does Ralph have? And then it's like. Let's count the legs, and it becomes more practical. So you break it down. So um, I'm not a psychologist or a therapist, but uh, my that's how, um, my mother was incredibly fearful of spiders. She still is, and she went back in like I don't know the 80s or something mm-hmm. to a uh, phobia specialist. Mm-hmm. And they put like a little spider on her hand. Mm. I think maybe not in like the first session, but like over time it progressed to like, here's a jar of a spider. Like now you hold the jar of the spider. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to hold the spider and like, you know, um, so yeah, bit by bit, you know, you can, you start to trust the, the more you start to trust yourself, the fear is not as uh, visceral, I yeah. guess. And uh, spiders, uh, but spiders are special spiders and snakes. It seems like they are almost ingrained in our uh, most fundamental parts of the brain. Like it's, it goes down so deep in our, our uh, uh, structure of the brain to, uh, to see those animals because they, if you think of it, biologically or evolutionary uh, the they they were like they could be a hazard and they mm-hmm. definitely killed a lot of you know uh, people uh back in the day mm-hmm. uh, when we were developing from you know even before we were monkeys mm-hmm. like spiders and snakes were dangerous animals to us so uh it seems like it's ingrained and it seems to be like so much into us our my mythology of like what we're scared of and yeah symbolism we are scared of these kind of type of creatures moving this way and so on um but yeah the that's not the topic of today <laughs> <laughs> it's a good topic though we could just keep talking about this yeah but maybe fears and uh, may, maybe fears mm-hmm. to this uh, mm-hmm. um because we wanted to talk about uh well how to approach workouts and how to mm-hmm. scale and mm-hmm. how to adapt workouts mm-hmm. <clears throat> what's the mindset behind it and i think sometimes the scaling um or the the fear of let's say um not doing it as everyone else or okay. the fear of uh of letting yourself down or mm-hmm. someone else down uh, can some sometimes uh, put ourselves back in our development. Right. So we try to rush something that is not. Right. And for example, uh, one common 
fear for many years, double unders, for example, and it becomes this almost, you know, thing that you don't even want to practice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, there are many other movements, but it becomes like a, like almost a no-go zone and yeah, you and, avoid it and you avoid it and uh, there's kind of some fear of failure mm -hmm. and and so on and um, so uh that was kind of what i was thinking of that we should talk about is how how to look at stimulus of workouts mm -hmm. and, and so on and how how we approach that and mm -hmm. it's um uh comes down so much to our initial goals mm -hmm. right if if you are let's say not interested in double unders at all uh then it doesn't make any sense to even practice them if that makes sense now uh for most people that's not the case they really want to but then you just need to have the, the right mindset of how to to do that so <clears throat> uh, in in the case of double unders uh, I would say, well, every workout with the double learners is a is a, a chance to practice mm -hmm. uh, rather than uh, a uh, a moment of failure. No, mm -hmm. it's like a small small progress, even right. though I might not see it today. Mm -hmm. But it's like this is a chance to practice. Mm -hmm. um, for for others, it's uh, it might be other things like weights, for example. Mm -hmm and barbells so you, you might be scared of uh doing too much weights mm -hmm. <laughs> because you're simply <coughs> sorry um you're simply not so confident with the movements maybe, which is totally totally normal like just like with any movement if you're doing handstands and or so on you're just uncomfortable don't really know what's going on so okay cool but how can we practice and mm -hmm. uh when we come to workout then when it says like uh, it's going to be squat cleans or or so on and uh like we had yesterday so okay so what's the stimulus for somebody who can't really put on that much weight the weight we wanted to have yesterday was for example very heavy mm -hmm. but for somebody who's just getting started maybe or just came out of injury or has a bad knee or something what's the stimulus and then it's like okay so what if we just work do a bit more we can do more reps for example mm -hmm. to practice the technique it's going to be less weight but still we're going to get some like time and attention yeah. and stuff like that and uh if we do it that way well i'm going to be much closer to getting to those heavier weights for example in in the future than if i just don't show up right or if i just totally uh, uh, not to do the movement. Mm -hmm. um, same thing goes for like, again, if I have some limitations, like a, I have a bad knee or so, and I, and it's a workout with like we had yesterday with four times of 800 meter running, then it's like, oh, I can't do the workout. You can't run, no, but we can find a stimulus that right. is similar. So, um, What's the stimulus? Well, we want to have heart rate going up. It's 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 a more structural movement. So let's let's put you, you know, on the salt bike or on the rower mm -hmm. or or 
something similar. Maybe it's even like wobble tosses mm -hmm. without the squat, but whatever uh, we want to do to jack the heart rate up. Mm -hmm. That means so I can even you know have a really great workout. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever doesn't matter like what limitations I really have. Mm -hmm. um, and I see this now because I'm also uh, started to work with uh, this new guy here, Shai, uh, who, you know, he's in a wheelchair. And that's so encouraging, I think, for, for so many people, but also for me to see that, okay, how, how do I create stimulus mm -hmm. uh, that is optimal for him, but also makes sense for him. Like, I don't just want to replicate wow. movements for the sake of it. No, it just has, has to have some function behind it. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, you have to dig into what what's the box jump for somebody in a wheelchair, right? Right. Uh, what's the obvious, like, uh, adaptation for that? And it's not, like, super obvious. So you really need to think about it. And I think um, the more people see that mm -hmm. you start to understand like there's something i can do right um so uh that's in, i think uh, so from a head coach perspective teaching um other coaches how to how to talk to especially maybe you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a new member. It can be somebody that is, you know, coming off of injury or somebody that, you know, okay, for like the snatch or the squat clean, like their technique is not good, is not great, but they're in there with their buddies and they want to put on the same plates that, that their buddies are using. Mm -hmm. How do you talk? How do you teach a coach what to say to these kinds of athletes or these kinds of members? Uh, yeah, good question. So <clears throat> the, the coach needs to know the athletes mm -hmm. and you can uh, know the athletes from um, many, many ways. It might be just because you've been coaching them forever. So you mm -hmm. know everything about them, mm -hmm. but it's also about, you know, pre uh, pre understanding where they come from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's very hard if they don't even show up. Uh, and um, but we say if somebody shows up, it's like a completely new and uh, and I don't know anything about this person. Well, I need to start asking some questions right. uh, about like, so what is your goal? What do, what do you want to do with this workout? And then it's like I don't, I'm going to do this way or so on. It's like okay, so why? Yeah. And and it becomes like yeah because there's not okay. Cool. But then at least you can keep them accountable to something. But for uh, somebody who is, um, I'm just going to take an example because it, it really was something that came up uh, yesterday was because somebody signed out of class, for example, because this person is doing a lot of running training mm -hmm. and cardio and yesterday was a lot of cardio mm -hmm. uh so it's like well i'm already running so much so the workout yesterday is just even more running okay and i'm i'm just okay and uh, unfortunately like this person i haven't had the opportunity to talk to this person in almost a year but 
and um, that's something as a legacy of what we had before. But now I want to, you know, front load that yeah. into the discussion of like, well, tell me about your running, tell me about your, you know, month biking, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, this is the plan I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to race and so on. Okay, cool. So when it's a workout like that with 800 meter running and so on, like there's no distance for you to run 800 meters, mm -hmm. but you never train 800 meters and then do heavy squats. Right. So uh, um, see that as like a adding, you're working with squats, you're not working in your running. Right. Uh, and then it's just a shift of mindset, but mm -hmm. you can't really do that before you really actually have a dialogue and, and mm -hmm. understand each other where you come from. So, so kind of the the opposite of that is is so talking about scaling when is it up okay so this is this is going to kind of come out like it's wrong but i'm going somewhere with it mm -hmm. so you have an athlete or a member that is you know that let's take a really like the workout yesterday was four times 800 meter run and five heavy front squats or uh, uh squat cleans there are some members that are just not strong runners. Mm. They're just not strong runners. So they look at this workout and props to them for even showing up because mm. it's one of those workouts where like there was a lot of cancellations. Mm. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, but like how for the people that, that do show up that, you know, but they, they come into the workout and they maybe they haven't seen it and they just make up their mind already. It's running. I suck at running. I'm going to be the last one. Mm. How can you teach? What can you tell coaches how to talk to people like that, that that have already made up their mind? They've already made the decision that today this workout is not for me. Mm. Uh, I think if, if you have a weakness there, then it's a workout for you. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And um, so what you want to address those people with is understanding their fears. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, I know this is a workout that you uh, that you probably see the running mm -hmm. as like, oh, I'm such a bad runner, and uh, this is going to take forever. I'm going to slow everyone maybe down or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm just yeah. going to get halfway, or right? So. But that's where it comes into, and this is also the. So some of our members already know this per se, because they know that, hey, Rebecca is going to tell me to run 600 meters today. Well, that's that was my question yeah. is like, do you kind of knowing your members? And it's great that we're in a community where we really know our members. Mm -hmm. You know, I know this person's going to come today, but they're going to ask me, can I row instead of run? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Knowing that they don't have an injury, but just knowing kind of their psychology and, and kind of they want to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. How as a coach, do you, you know, push them without killing? Like, do you then, okay, you can run 500 meters instead? Or yeah, do you no, challenge them to, to run the 800 and see how far they can get? Uh, the, the goal is to get the workout uh, done. Yeah. So, uh yeah, no, uh, you scale appropriately or you adapt mm -hmm. to like uh, to get the least fear uh, of and focus from whatever mm -hmm. like, bugs anyone. And uh, I think this helps for it's even for for you or me, like if it's a workout with uh, whatever movements that might be, you know, just on the 
you know, doesn't work that well today. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, I, I don't have uh, any problems with double earners, but we say I, I, I would have like a calf issue when I see like, oh, it's like 400 double earners today. Uh, it's not a workout for me. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think instead, just like I would think for an athlete is like, or for a member, it would be, Oh, okay. So how, how can we still work with that calf? Yeah. Is it going to be like single leg jumps mm -hmm. just today mm -hmm. for the workout? Cause that's still going to be hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to improve my double unders today, but I'm going to still get like a good workout in, and I'm going to get a stimulus that is a bit different. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm not, uh, robbing myself from, from uh, it's the mindset is simply, you know, okay, how, how can I still do something that mm -hmm. is good? And it's not about like, you know, finding something that's more comfortable for, let's say, um, because it's just comfortable. Right. Uh, and I think that's, for some people, it's def definitely like, they want to be just more comfortable. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. Sometimes you just need to scale it appropriately to a comfort level that works. But yeah, I would I would get um, uh, get everyone running some distance. Yeah, and you know, in the in the like like worst case scenario, I would even put uh, you know to do super short distance and multiple mm -hmm. rounds instead or something like that. But if we take the workout from yesterday as an example. Uh, I would put different goals for a bit different persons, but we say somebody who is like, I know it's not going to finish four times 800 meters and five squat cleans. Uh, I, I would say, hey, our goal is to get two rounds as yeah. quick as possible. Yeah. Like that's the workout for you because mm -hmm. you never run 800 meters. And, but you probably want to be, become better at it. And it's like, yeah, cool. And then for somebody else who is like, you know, maybe what needs to get more squat cleans in, but uh, but the running is maybe inhibiting the amount of reps the person's mm -hmm. going to get under his belt. Yeah. Then it's like, well, it's shortened run, so yeah. you can uh, get some more squat cleans in. Right, makes sense. Uh, so you get all the runs done, but you're not just you're just not going to run as much mm -hmm. as the other guys. But you, that may makes uh, and it it becomes like a plan in one sense to adapt where somebody who is then like really, really fit mm -hmm. has somebody who he really, really can compete with. Right. right. Yeah. And it becomes fun for, for both. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not saying every workout is competition. Uh, it's definitely not. Uh, but sometimes the, uh, uh, it can be really fun when you're like really, um, I can I can see this uh, for myself as like I can I can be uh, doing a, a workout and I could compete with my mom, you know. Yeah. Because she's doing her adaptation of the right. workout, which is going to be super hard for her, and I'm going to do my version. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I just uh, I've done those things, and I'm like shit. They're they're like keeping the pace. Yeah. Uh, and I can't keep the pace, yeah. and it's like okay. Yeah. And um, if you, and if I would have the uh, the mindset like, oh, but they are cheating, or they're rep shaving, it's like no, that 
that's not the thing. Yeah. They're, they're getting the same stimulus. Right. But I, it's me that I'm not keeping my stimulus right. on the point. So, um, how important is it for for you as 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 our leader? No, as a leader, <laughs> um, for your coaching staff to be on kind of the same page, like in terms of like, everybody has kind of their own coaching style. Everybody's like voices different. Um, when it comes to members coming in and asking, can I row instead of run today? Can I do, you know, um, you know, would you prefer all of your staff um, to um, kind of have the same or similar answers when it comes to like, you know, scaling up or down? Mm -hmm. um, or do you feel that um, because like, let's say somebody comes comes in and like, oh, Rebecca's coaching today, then I'm definitely not going to have to run. Mm -hmm. Or like, shit, Rickard's coaching today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to run possibly double and do burpees at the end. Mm -hmm. So how important is it for, you know, the coaching staff to be on the same page in terms of that kind of like scaling methods and uh, ideals? Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's good for for us to have a certain standard, mm -hmm. and and uh, but then it comes down to everyone has like you know more or less deeper relationship mm -hmm. with uh, the members and understanding more. But you know that's something we work on constantly to get mm -hmm. better at. And um, what I also work on, you know, with with everyone of us is like just give, giving everyone of us the same um, mindset to the workouts. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so we, we talk about like stimulus of the workout, how to, you know, address this workout. Uh, what's the point of like the reps or whatever. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> or if we, we're, if we are targeting to measure something, for example, but, uh, uh, yeah, and I think the more we have the same, uh, the same, let's say, mindset, mm -hmm. it's going to bring more people forward uh, in one sense. And, you know, uh, I think it's great that um, that we are different uh, coaches and yeah. individuals and, and, and so on. So you, you, you get a bit of a different, like, say input from everyone mm -hmm. which i think it's nice and sometimes you know your adaptation uh might be uh, like really really good and on spot mm -hmm. for 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 me and it might be uh you know because you simply understand me better than mm -hmm. someone else yeah uh, so that could uh sometimes definitely be the case but mm -hmm. <clears throat> As long as the mindset is the same, that hey, how can we keep the stimulus and keep you going? And then it doesn't become like even a question of like who I'm going to be able to, uh, <clears throat> you know, row instead of this or right, whatever. Every, every, every member just knows that my my the coaches here just want my best, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, to get the most out of my stimulus, depending on a bit more of my goals. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so. You hear the question a lot. Is that good? Was that good? And I never really know how. I mean, unless it's like something super specific, like I made, you know, I was like seeing, correcting, like mm. a deadlift or something like that. No. Um, 
like, you know, like, let's say, you know, some pe- people like to ask, was that good? Is that good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really, like the, the time, maybe. Yeah. And I never really know how to answer that without sounding like, you know, because, you know, my, my generally, generally my go-to answer is like, yeah, for you, it was great. But then yeah. it's like, it's kind of like a backhanded compliment, <laughs> you know, versus, you know, for you, that was awesome. But for like, I don't know, compared, Jane over there. Compared to Fraser. Exactly. You could do a little bit better. Yeah. So I really never know how to answer that. And I don't want to get all kind of, well, in the direction of your goal that you're heading into, you know, like you don't want to sound all the time like you're just kind of um like regurgitating the same the same kind of talk the same words so i never really what 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 do you say when somebody asks that is that um, good yeah no i usually connect it to uh when if it's rounds or reps yeah or if it's uh so if it's rounds or reps i would say yeah you 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 did the three rounds we we set as a goal yeah or you know you managed to to do it below 20 minutes like we uh said as a goal yeah and then sometimes it's like somebody might not hit the goal so it's like oh it took 22 minutes uh and it's like hey uh we did a miscalculation Mm -hmm. uh of something Mm -hmm. um but you know we learned so much about uh from that yeah so you know how can we not possibly win from that so uh because now we know more about ourselves it's just yeah i can just take the workout again from yesterday I, my goal was to do it like in in 20 minutes yesterday and sub 20 minutes after the first round i was like let's go for 22 minutes <laughs> because it, it, it started to really be hard um so let's do 22 minutes and i, I thought like well a general goal i would still want to see like sub 20 minutes but it's hard with those 800 meter runs yeah um but yeah sub 20 minutes is awesome um and scale appropriately mm-hmm. so i didn't so uh just to the context yesterday i did 60 calories on the air bike instead so i should have might have gone for 50 calories mm-hmm. instead and then i would have made that goal mm-hmm. uh, but now you know i i went for 60 because i thought 60 is good kind of good comparison to 800 meters and then i did the squat cleans and um yeah i landed at like 22.55 okay so uh, so i was like okay so the squat cleans went really good but my cardio has uh uh, like I haven't done so much of this high intensity right. stuff uh, for many weeks now. So that was like, okay, you know, it decreased a bit. So that's why I, I, I miscalculated that a bit. And there's nothing wrong about it. It's just like, I, I had some highlights too. Like yeah. I was able to squat me with 90 kilos without any problems, you know? So it was a good feeling to do that. Like, oh, I feel strong in every fucking lift. So that was good cool um but yeah so that's so i learned uh, i didn't feel like oh it was such a failure or something. <laughs> <laughs> but and i think uh sometimes I, I i can also get caught in the wrong mindset but uh 
I think yesterday I had the right, I guess. So okay. That's, I think, something that more people would uh, benefit from too. Okay, well, you must be really good at like not showing because I've never like seen you like pissed off at a workout. <laughs> I've seen myself very leaving a workout very pissed. Uh -huh. When like you just just walk away. <laughs> yeah. How long does it sit with you for? No, no. So I never. So I I used to play you know ice hockey for many many years and when you play sports and games you learn you learn uh you know that one part of playing a game is that you also lose sometimes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i know some some of my teammates were very bad losers mm -hmm. and sometimes that's seen as like something very good and mm -hmm. i can understand that like if you really fear losing that much mm -hmm. you will just do anything to win right um but i it might work like short term in some games that you because what it may gonna make you do is you know try to find shortcuts yeah to to become the best or, mm -hmm. or win the game yeah but this is not like a there's no shortcuts that's gonna, gonna make me win the game and right. the, the game for me is the long-term game mm -hmm. that i can be able to you know run and do squat cleans when i'm 80 still mm -hmm. uh so it's uh it's i'm not gonna win long term if i do shortcuts no. yeah yeah uh, so yeah uh, i think that's the same thing when it comes to like those ice hockey games and so on I, I i know i like sometimes i had bad days but mostly it was like you know it was irritating to lose but i i was also like okay i need to really you know i need to become better i need to practice more i need to you know spend more time uh doing these things i'm like i i need to you know mm -hmm. train smarter or or whatever but you know i, I didn't go home and like I, I was never like after a game like sitting like oh fucking oh, yeah just being bad towards other people so, yeah so, uh again that's that takes over everything for me then yeah I have one last question for you. Something that came up yesterday um, with uh, somebody and he asked me, first he asked me, do you have a tip? And I was like, okay, I got no tips, no tips. But um, he's like, he's like, what's your tip about having a very strong mind, like in, in, in the context of, of, of a workout, having a very strong mindset the will is incredibly strong, but your body just gives out or you, you just don't have that strength anymore. Mm -hmm. What advice can you give to a new member mm -hmm. or somebody newer into fitness that has a very strong will, a strong mindset, but they just are not physically strong enough yet? Mm -hmm. Yet. Um, it's, it's all, it's give a, a good, tip. It's a good, uh, good question. <laughs> uh i'm thinking um like other situations in life where you have the same thing where you want you want more but you just can't and, yeah uh, so let's put that into context of some other stuff like saying i really want to make a million uh a year you know yeah like like how should i get there right well it, 
you know, you're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna be able to just do a million just because you worked the first day, right? Mm -hmm. So, but you wouldn't be disappointed, like I worked today, but I didn't make a million, right? No, you know, okay, I worked today, I'm on the way to that one million. Yeah. And, but I guess in this context, it might also be like, you know, I really want to just continue, but I can't step up or I yeah. can't, you know, I can't pick that up. I just need to breathe now. And, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's, that's the part of the learning and growing uh, yeah. <clears throat> that you're doing. But I, I think sometimes maybe putting that into context of, uh, what other parts in life would I say, like, why am I not just, mm -hmm. you know, in Paris yet? Well, you, you haven't even entered the plane. You right. know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so don't be like, you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself that you, you haven't, uh, that you're not there today, but you're mm -hmm. on the way you, you already packed your bag. You're already on the way to, to the mm -hmm. airport. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh but yeah it can be frustrating uh sometimes when you want more and you you simply can't not more and you know there are so many situations where you have that in life yeah uh where your mind wants to do something but you just can't and how how often do we don't feel that when we're just like naturally tired and yeah like i would really want to read that book or something but it's like no i just I'm gonna fall, fall asleep. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's just good. Acknowledge that. Like, how does it feel now? And then you know, uh, yes. see how that feels like next time. And yep. What's What's my mind doing in this? Yeah. Moment. Absolutely. Um, no, it's cool. All right. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much. Glad that you're back. I saw your resting pulses now, or your podcast pulse is like fifty six. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty good for being in a like operational mode. Yes. Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, for those listening or watching, maybe they can, you can put down your, your pulse, like, uh, when you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah, your resting pulse, uh, in the comments, because, uh, I did this poll just, uh, I think it was an Instagram and, for the people that didn't do like regular CrossFit and so on, their resting poles, like when they're sleeping with some like 65 to 70. And I was like, hmm, like I'm at 40, sometimes 35. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's yeah. interesting to see. Um, okay, cool. Thank All you, right. Robert. Pleasure. See you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Being on a podcast, you could call it too much of that. The writing to me is a it's a compulsion. I was I was one of those hard workers that what I see the fitness industry and the sports performance industry has probably done a better job in looking at nutrition as as it impacts it. Than, you know.